You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. News team. Assemble. And bigger than ever, it's the unofficial 40 from Soonerscoop.com. Now, here's the entire Soonerscoop crew, Carrie, Josh, Eddie, and Bob. All right, welcome back. It is an emergency edition of the unofficial 40 podcast where uh, we go to uh, uh, we go to Josh McQuistian, who is uh, uh, out and about on this Friday night uh, covering some high school football. Uh, because we're having an emergency podcast because uh, some big news in the recruiting what a day. world. What a day Just for a Oklahoma. huge day. Uh, Sooners uh, getting commitments. Uh, Josh, why don't you just take it away? Yeah, you know, guys, we recorded, what, Thursday morning, and it feels like a different world from there as we, you know, we sit here Friday evening. It is a situation where, you know, uh, again, going into Friday morning, nothing I had heard had changed on Anthony Evans. I mean, that that's the one that we've got to start with just because it came out of nowhere. The, the speed receiver from Converse Judson in the San Antonio area. And really, you know, there was um, – I, I honestly, I just taken my foot off the gas. I mean, there, there's no other way to say it. Like, I thought that recruitment was done and there was no reason to follow it any further – and then, you know, Steve Wiltfong, got to give a guy credit, at 24-7 tweeted or it, it got out that he had made a uh, crystal ball to Oklahoma. So we start checking with sources, and it just sounded like at about noon on Friday, Oklahoma really started to turn that around. And, guys, I, I can't say how big that is. This is not something we're used to seeing Oklahoma do. I mean, I know this is a new staff, but in – 20 years of covering this, I can't think of many times when Oklahoma just flips a guy that a decision had been made on. Like, I mean, you know, our guy Nick Harris has already come on the board. When we initially reported on Sunday and Monday that it looked like Anthony was going to Georgia, that was directly from Anthony. Like, there's no other way to say that. Like, that was him telling us we had set up the stories. Like, we were ready to roll. And then everything just changed. And I think it's a big part due to LaDamian Washington. Jeff Labby deserves a huge hand in this. Uh, they just did an outstanding job selling him on, yeah, and really his family as well. Because I always got the impression, and I put it up on the board a lot, that I thought his family wanted him at OU. I think that's where they felt most comfortable. And I think they just kind of brought it all together. And Anthony, of course, you know, announced at his school about 4.30 on Friday afternoon that it was going to be OU. Is it a bigger deal, too, that, I mean, they just beat out the defending national champions. I mean, it, it's not like they just beat out of Kentucky or, you know, whoever. This is a defending national champion SEC team that they were just able to beat out. And, you know, I, it was a guy that I, literally hours ago, I think everybody just kind of wrote written off, right, Josh? 
Yeah, there was there was no indication. Now, I do want to say that Anthony had indicated to Nick Harris and myself that, you know, hey, down the road, I'm not going to close the door right. on OU. I mean, he, he was going to – it was always possible that things could turn. Now, because of that reality, you wonder a little bit about, you know, okay, OU is going to have to stay vigilant on him because you know Kirby Smart and his crew aren't going anywhere anytime soon. So if they want him, they'll fight for him. So that'll be interesting to watch. But I – Eddie, I mean, you hit the nail on the head. It's one thing to do what I was just talking about and and really turn a recruit away from, I mean, you know, n- name a good, not great program. I mean, what, you know, TCU, you sure. go on the list, whoever you want to name and, you know, make mad whoever hears this. But you're talking about Georgia. I mean, not just won the national championship, has won multiple recruiting national titles. This is a staff that – Kirby Smart used his big rivalry win over Florida last week last year to not just bury Dan Mullen, but to basically say, we're here to recruit. That's what we do. That, that's the whole foundation of all of this. So to go and close at this point, I, again, like I keep thinking this staff is going to hit a ceiling and they can't do something bigger than they've done. And then they go in and really – you know, uh, just take it a step farther. It, it really is incredibly impressive. Jackson Arnold, obviously uh, the quarterback in tow in this 2023 class. And now you have a three, a trio of wide receivers that, I mean, <laughs> extremely talented, whether it be Keon Brown, uh, Jaquez Padway, or uh, Anthony Evans. I, specifically with Evans, I know that we just put up uh, kind of a, a, a film breakdown that you did of him. I mean, is it just straight up speed? Is that what you're looking at when you talk about Anthony Evans? You put him and Petaway together on the same field, and I can't think of many occasions when Oklahoma's had two guys that can work vertically like that. I mean, they are just incredibly fast guys. I mean, they, they bring a lot of ability to stretch. The thing that I think is a little unique in Evans is I think Evans has a little more wiggle, a little more agility, and that's not to say that Petaway doesn't. I think – you know, I, I made the compa- comparison, the story you're talking about, which is, is free on the site for anybody that's listening and hasn't signed up, I, to Marquise Brown. I mean, that's who he reminds me of. That kind of... And that's live for you. That's that. There you go. That's what we do here. Uh-oh, we lost <laughs> him. There he comes back in. Josh, you, you cut out a little bit. Yeah, yeah, sorry. I Of course, my phone is ringing. This has been, since about 2 o'clock this afternoon... My life has been in complete chaos. Welcome back to, to America. What's that? Well, welcome back. Welcome back from vacation. This is this is yes. what this yeah, is like this a is nice welcome back. Course. Yeah. By yeah, the way, you know how crazy your life is? Is your iPad is transmitting to the station? We're listening to your daughters uh, watch kids kids programming right now. Perfect. I'm not entirely sure how that's possible, but love it. Yeah, sure. Why wouldn't it? So, um. I'll, uh, that was that was Tiffany literally calling me, and that's why I'm cutting out. So I'm guessing there's a relationship to those two realities. Um, but yeah, you know, like I said, with Evans, you're, you're there are a lot of things about his game I like. I think he's a better natural receiver than he gets credit for. You know, I mean, there's always in every football movie ever the speed receiver can't catch like that. That's always the stereotype, and that's not him. He, he's, he catches well. He's got you know good, strong, two-handed guy. And I, I love what he brings to the table. I, I'm a big fan of Anthony Evans. Well, and, and one thing I wanted to say, too, I mean, just about this Evans thing is, you know, you're talking about uh, getting this program ready to go to the SEC. 
what better way to you know get ready than to steal Georgia you know recruits? I mean, this is what Brent Venables had to do to get this program ready to take on that conference. It's and, the type of statement that nationally they go, oh. Maybe oh, they are like ready to, Maybe they are going to be able to compete in the SEC when they first move. I, I, you know, this is like I said with what they're doing with this. I mean, you know, you you win pet away, you go down to Houston, where Texas and A and M are almost always going to win. You go beat Texas for pet away in Houston. You go to Florida and land Keon Brown, who picked up an Alabama offer right after his Oklahoma offer. I'm not saying, you know, that Alabama was all in or anything like that. But then, you know, you throw in the next guy we're going to talk about who made a decision on Friday. This is a, you know, I, I talk all the time about recruiting and especially with this new staff, this proof of concept. I don't know how much they've got. To, I mean, like on the field, just keep it between the between the lines. And it feels like recruiting is going to be just fine because these guys are absolutely buying into what the staff is selling. Well, and like you said, I mean, it's not one, but it's two tonight with Macari Vickers also making the announcement. That was the expected one when we uh, did the regular unofficial 40 this week. The uh, four-star cornerback out of uh, Tallahassee, Florida. Uh, I mean, it, it just it's another win in a strong place where they're trying to kind of make a foothold, right? Oh, there's no question. I mean, guys, you know, you, uh, as I made my schedule this year with commitments, with everything, I mean, you consider guys like David Stone, Phil Pachotti at, um, at IMG. I mean, guys, I could have filled three weekends with Florida trips because of how present Oklahoma is down there. So when you're landing guys, I mean, and you've got two in the Tallahassee area with Keon Brown, who had three touchdowns in his season opener last night. Uh, it, it is... There's, it, it's not just a matter of going to Florida and getting guys and kind of saying, hey, we're going we're gonna to set up inroads. Because you see schools do that sometimes where they take two or three players that everybody wanted and they take four or five that, you know, were a little more marginal to kind of build those inroads, build those relationships. Oklahoma's taking winners. Like, I mean, they're taking guys everybody wanted. So it is just incredibly impressive. And Macari Vickers, obviously – a huge statement, and you've got to think that feels good for Jay Valai to go head up against his former staff, beat Alabama for Macari Vickers. And, you know, the thing I like about him, and, you know, we talk about it in the uh, the breakdown article I did, he's a guy that, I mean, there's a lot of talk, and I, I think it's valid that Alabama really wanted him at safety. He can do that if that's what ends up happening, but I think he fits just fine with what Oklahoma's going to do at cornerback. He's got good size, really, really good when the ball's in the air. I mean, he's almost a receiver on defense, very natural going and getting it, and it's just kind of one of those guys that kind of knows how to position himself. He's always kind of in the right place when the ball's in the air, so I just see a lot with him that I like, and again, you're starting to build this depth. I mean, you're talking about you know practices where Macari Vickers is going head to head with Jaquez Petaway and Anthony Evans and all these guys. That's that's when you start to build that depth and that talent within your roster where you really can go in the SEC and go into Tuscaloosa and go into Athens and start winning games. You know, it's like yesterday after practice, Eddie. I'd, I'd asked Dylan Gabriel about. Uh, you know, the national perception that, you know, Oklahoma's taken a step back on offense. Yeah. Uh, and Jeff Levy doesn't have that, uh, you know, respect that Lincoln Riley has as an offensive mind. Uh, like, was he looking forward to the world, you know, kind of proving, seeing Coach Levy prove that he is, you know, of that ilk, if you will. Uh, and on the recruiting trail, it seems like players are buying in 
Josh, uh, regardless of what you know the national media thinks might be a step down for Oklahoma. You know, and I think that's what's so interesting because, you know, early when Notre Dame went on that big recruiting run, almost immediately upon Marcus Freeman's hiring, you know, there was, oh, well, you know, obviously they're seeing things. And we've talked before about it on the pod with Arch Manning. You know, oh, he picked Texas. That must mean this guy and his family that have obviously been around a lot of great football minds, that they believe in what Texas is doing. At what point do people start to say, look at what Oklahoma's doing here? I mean, I, I know – it starts – I mean, the people that are savvy are starting to pay attention to it. But, guys, it's it's incredible. Offense, defense, you talk about whatever you want to, and they are doing just outstanding work. I mean, the, the offense was done so early that I think people are kind of overlooking it. But that defensive group, I mean, if you, they could still land Jordan Renaud, David Hicks. By the end of Friday night, you know, it, it looks as though they'll be the number six class in the country, and you've still got guys that are just going to move up inherently, like Jackson Arnold, maybe Caden Green. You've got some moves that could happen that don't really involve any more commitments. There's every chance that in Brent Venables' first full class, he's going to match the amount of top five classes Lincoln Riley ever signed. Well, it's almost like they've done all of the hard stuff. Like the easy part is going out and playing the game that they've been coaching for their entire lives or playing for their entire lives. The, the hard part of like getting the program headed back in the right direction, uh, getting a recruiting ball rolling down the hill, all that stuff is like, that's the, I feel like that's the hard part when you're taking over a new program and you look up and they've kind of gotten that part done. Now the easy part is going and doing what they were hired to do and win football games. I really thought in this first class they'd have some good wins. I thought they'd land a few guys like PJ Adam. Josh really missed an opportunity to say that name because you could tell he was going in. He was Ooh, going. I think oh, we missed him. Oh, we got way. We we're getting submarined. Adabare, Adabare, PJ Adabare. I can say it. That's the one name that I'm going to be able to say. <laughs> Congratulations to PJ. Well, maybe I'll get some Kansas City barbecue Austin out of that. Cybert as well. So I mean, you know, he was uh, he's he's kind of been the uh, the the underdog story that nobody's talked about on uh, Hard Knock so far. He's with the Detroit I Lions. I didn't even realize that. he was goofing in the uh, team meeting the other night with the uh, the comedian. Did not even realize that. I think he was sitting in front of uh, Aiden Hutchinson as we uh, reconnect with Josh McQuestion here. We've had some dignitaries visit us in the office today. It's been a busy day over on Campus Corner. It is bumping right now. We uh, had Kellen Sampson stop in. Kellen Sampson was over here for a second. Him and the great Zach Selman. Yeah. Bumping into uh, the Sooner Scoop offices. It was, uh, it was, it was good great to see those guys. Kellen. Yeah, and Zach, yeah. They act exactly like... Kellen is acting exactly like He sounds exactly, exactly like, like Kelvin. Kelvin. It was yes. unbelievable. Exactly. It was crazy. It was awesome to see him, though. Josh, do we have you back now? Josh, I think we got you back. Yes. Okay. Sorry. I don't know. I uh, somehow with I, I'm not used to having my phone to my ear, and I believe at some point in there I turned airplane mode on my phone. Yeah, so like I've that. got Fat that face. going for me. I Problem. like that. Yeah. Uh, no. So I. I mean, we were. Le- who did we leave off with? Eddie, you wanted to say that you said you can say PJ out of Barway. God damn it. <laughs> I had it, and then I messed it up. I knew you'd mess it up. I had to hear it from Josh, and then... So I will set this up for you. You were talking about PJ at a barway. Maybe. Damn. PJ at a barway. There you Uh, go. You're so close. You're so close. Uh, No, you know, like I said, I I thought... And I I guess, like I said to myself here at the stadium, um, I... 
I thought OU would land guys like him, good evaluations that maybe were late risers and would do a little more, uh, yeah, and maybe wouldn't get the recognition that he already has. But I didn't think, and, I, and then I kind of thought, well, then they'll move into 2024, and everything kind of takes off at that point. But that's not what we're seeing, guys. I mean, it is, it's astounding to me how well they're doing. And the thing that I don't think enough people talk about is, Oklahoma and this new staff, I mean, and the new members of the staff, are still figuring out how to sell the program. Like, what works with the guys in our region? What works with the kids in Florida when they come here? Like, I, I realize everybody's like, oh, they've been at Clemson. It's still different. I mean, there's still different things, different strengths, different weaknesses. You're going to work through those things, and it's only going to get better as they learn how to, again, how to properly package what they want to say and how they want to present it but also as brent and thad and everybody in the administration just continues to grow the facilities and the support system and everything else about this program yeah we had uh someone else drop by that uh, was kind of talking about the facilities and thad and and brent and uh you know just there's all kinds of plans going on out there and i i don't know how much it'll be interesting to when we start talking to recruits more and start doing some zooms which we're you know close to being start to doing but kind of talk to them about what they're hearing about facilities because you're kind of starting to hear, I know, Eddie, uh, you were kind of one of the first proponents that was like, hey, move the track somewhere else. Yeah, do, I mean, do, do a football facility here. And they it have sounds plenty like, of land. It's not like Oklahoma's a nationally known track and field you know, yeah, exactly. program. I'm sorry, but they aren't. Yeah, I mean, just move that thing out move of there. Move that bitch away. But, I mean, it sounds like that's some of the thinking right now is, is be cool. clearing that all out. And I don't know if you would redo the indoor in that scenario. Or, yeah, I don't know. You know. I mean, Moser's obviously old. I mean, dated. I mean, ridiculously sure. old. So you could you could bulldoze everything over there. I remember there if you when wanted. that thing was like state of the art and it was going to be like the, the news. Like, wasn't the uh, the rumor always like, well, they can make it snow in there? Yes, that they was could, they exactly They can make it what, rain in there. I had so many people asking me. It was, uh, it was like automatic. People. It was one of those things. It's like one of those rumors that got out of control, and it was like it has automatic climate control. In I there. prefer just to tell people that it still does. Yeah, you know, I did it, that for a while. It it is incredible though. Just you know what you know when we talked about it on Thursday, just as far as like where this thing was on November 29th and what it is today. Don't don't get me this excited because now I'm I'm looking at a, a top five gonna, recruiting. Are they going to get beat I'm by UTEP at, on Saturday? No, uh, no, no. no. I'm just saying. You're getting me too excited that they could have even better facilities than they have now. Oh, sure. I mean, some of the best in the country and pulling in top five classes on a regular basis. Like, oh, my God. Like, what could Britt Venables be building here? Jay Harris said it. I mean, everybody's more invigorated than they've ever been. Joe? Or Guys, Joe, yeah. Do, do you want me to Jay? give you no. both, both the ultimate tease? Yes. yes. At that point, I stop having the conversation about going to a lesser bowl being better for Oklahoma football. <laughs> oh, because okay. then they go compete. Then they can go play with the big boys. Sure. Wow. Well, I mean, it's 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 you know tenfold better than I what anybody thought this thing was going to be. Well, yeah, and, remember when they were in the forties and everybody well, was panicking? And, and the crazy thing is that was two months ago. That wasn't like. Six months ago, I they've mean, the done this in two months. Happened, and then they just hit the gas. They've done this, and they haven't even kicked the ball off yet. They, the, I mean, the yeah. the program literally is still eight days away from truly beginning. Well, guys, look what they've done this summer, and we all know. I mean, Brent has made it very clear in the way they handle this and the way they've managed their recruiting calendar that the season's not going to be the focal point of when they're doing their recruiting. But guys, they they've got twenty two commitments now with Macari Vickers and Anthony Evans on Friday. 
they might have five or six targets left total, and they got to make some decisions. Because I mean, you know, we, we reported it. All right, you know, the scoop reported it on Friday morning that there has been some renewed contact between Oklahoma and Micah Tease. Yeah. Now, does that change with the with the Anthony Evans shift? I'm not sure yet. That that that's something we've got to work out and kind of see what what it means. But guys, I, the thing I can't get over. Anthony Evans was like, oh, okay, well, they can lose a recruit. You know, that, that can happen. You know, it, it's a, guys, it doesn't feel like they've taken a beat in months. Like, that, they're just – everybody they're in on, they're winning. And all I hear is good stuff about David Hicks and the direction that's going right now. Even a lot of people that have been, you know, just said, oh, it's going to be A&M, are starting to say, you know, if things don't change dramatically, it's not going to be A&M. Wow. There is a lot of feel, a lot of momentum. Jordan Renaud, I mean, again, Oklahoma's going head-to-head with Alabama, and they've got every chance to win that race. It is – it's just unbelievable what they've done in a year's time. I mean, offensively, I, I you can make the case, that, you know, okay, it's about where it was, but defensively, like, I thought this would take some time, and they are just running at full speed. All right. Uh, yeah, it's just been an unbelievable run here for the Sooners. And uh, I know we're, we're going to have more to follow. Josh, you're going to be out on the road. Uh, real, real, real quick, yeah. last night, Caleb Hicks, what would you think? I liked him a lot. I, it was now – I ended up tough night for Caleb being they, – so, they were in one of the biggest upsets in Texas this year. I mean – in, we, in the opening night of the season, they lose to New Braunfels. And New Braunfels is not going to get their credit. It's just going to be labels and upset. That's a well-coached team, really knows what they're doing. But Ryan didn't play well. They had a lot of penalties, a lot of turnovers. They, they showed, you know, kind of like I heard the Bixby-Owasso game, a lot of rust, yeah. kind of shaking it all off. It just wasn't very pretty. But, I mean, Caleb Hicks is a guy with great feet, really impressive lower body, in a lot of ways reminded me of Trey Sermon. I I think there's a lot of that in his game. Now, he's not quite as big. I don't know that he's quite as explosive, but great feet has shown on tape he's a good receiver. He didn't catch any balls last night. Uh, But, you know, ended up about 130 yards and about 17 carries, had a touchdown, Uh, obviously had the leaping highlight that everybody was excited about from the first play of the game. So, there is uh, there's a lot to like there. I mean, I, I think he is a high three, low four, very you know another good find for Oklahoma, and obviously continuing to keep the pipeline open in Denton ISD is not a bad idea. And it's a busy weekend because you're headed over to Your see plans Anthony Evans now, all of a sudden on Saturday. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Seeing, uh, you know, as everybody I'm sure can hear the band in the background, we've got Willis High School going to see DJ Lagway here on Friday night, and then at the same time uh, was able to. <laughs> pivot and again this is part of why the chaos was going as i was tracking down the anthony evans news then i'm trying to get in touch with people at the alamo dome so that i can get a credential for tomorrow's game and that has been clear i'm going to be there to watch him tomorrow take on san antonio johnson uh kind of a mid-afternoon kickoff in san antonio so it is uh it's a busy weekend we got three big games to start with gonna get to you know hopefully sit down and talk with anthony evans after the game get a better feel for what went into his decision and you know what uh kind of how the last 24 hours of that went when it looked so set for georgia and then oh you made the big turn wow all right uh a huge day uh definitely worth the emergency pod and uh uh we'll be back again next you didn't lie josh two pods in a week we got it it's done i don't want to hear, anyth- hey, hear anything else you know what Thanks, Kerry. You you did it, buddy. I want you to have your credit. <laughs> there it is. You told uh, you, you promised the people, I and think you delivered. Your vacation did it. 
There you go. <laughs> As usual. All right. Uh, I'm just glad it happened after you got back, so I didn't have to do it all. That's perfect. We need to plan it like this more often. I think to say apparently this is the new thing is that as soon as I get back, all hell breaks loose. I love it. You deserve it. Just happy to happy to be alive. Happy to, Eddie happy is alive. To happy to be here. Uh, uh, yeah, Eddie had a fainting spell at practice yesterday. So I like I like to use the uh, the term collapse. You sur- but but you're gonna. Uh, I was thinking about this today. I cannot wait until this turns into you being a survivor. Well, I am a survivor. I'm yeah. a three-time COVID survivor, and now I'm a uh, heat stroke survivor or whatever it was. Eddie turned Those... white. I saw the white. Eddie is white. He's a white man. Uh, a tan man with but white. Uh, Eastern Bloc uh, history in his family. There you go. Uh, he that's, turned that's what happens. whiter than I've ever seen him yesterday. It, his, his lips had zero color. It was kind of scary. I mean, I was scared. I just wanted the OU training staff to be alert and ready to roll. I just wanted to see if they were ready to go for the start of the season. They, and they performed they were awesome. very well. Those guys were awesome. And a lot of those guys I, and gals. I uh, like it, look, and Let's explain this. We were talking to Brett Venables yesterday. About 16 minutes in, Eddie just started to stagger a little bit. And Brent was the one that noticed something was wrong. Brent Venable saved my life. He's saving this program, and he also saved my he life. He took time out to save your life. <laughs> exactly right. Uh, and so I saw it, and I, I immediately you know, rushed over to you and put my arm around you because I could, tell, I could tell you were going down if somebody didn't hold you up. Yeah, that was weird. It's never happened to me in my life, but I was thankful that everybody was there. And so we got you, uh, we got you to... I think we thought we were going to walk you somewhere. And then I th- I was like, everybody just back up. And I, we sat you down. Uh, and then they came and got a wet towel and put it around your neck and started filling you full of uh, fluids. And, and eventually you got better. And, you know, we did miss finished a lot of race. interviews. I finished the race, though. We finished the race. I got Dylan Gabriel. We finished the race. I, I, Josh, I tried to be a good boss. I was like, look, you need to go back to the office and sit down. He wanted to do the last Dylan well, I mean, it was the most embarrassing moment of my life, so I had to do you something. You shouldn't be embarrassed. I mean, this stuff happens. Well, I'm in better shape than that. I don't know what happened. We're going to blame it on an extracurricular well, something. Well, you're going to see a doctor. It it's demanded that you're going to see a doctor at some point. Well, I'm, I'm sure. going next week, so we're good. I got to be ready no for rush. game day. Yeah. I got to be ready for game day. Uh, so he is okay, uh, and uh, thanks to the training staff at OU, I know... Uh, I wanted to name some of those folks that uh, were helping out yesterday. I think, did I not send you the list, Eddie? No, you never sent me the names, but I will remember them forever. They are my heroes. But uh, the uh, folks who were there yesterday taking care of Eddie, Carly, Elton, Madison, Madeline, Jared, Madison, Summer, Maddie, Jeff, and JJ. They were my, they're now a part of my family. They're part of the Radosevich family forever. Better send them some nice uh, gifts. Uh, we we might we might need to give them some U forty gear or something. I mean, well, I was going to send them forties, just forties, <laughs> like old English forties <laughs> on my behalf. Schlitz, yeah, Schlitz and old English forties. That's how I pay back uh, your you debt. Know. Yes, exactly. There's a possibility that's how you got into your trouble, Eddie. So you know, I'm not sure that's what we want to advise for those folks having to be out there all day. That's, now they can have. I, I I doubt. Oh, you would appreciate them wearing the Make Lindsay Street Great Again gear. Around. That'd be fun. We'll send them the flag as well. They got it. We just got our flags the in. Flag, today. The flag fantastic. is waving on Campus Corner. Oh, well, not waving, but we it's hung in it the up in the window. Yeah, yes. it's in the window. We turned this into a fraternity house, basically. It's beautiful. Uh, but yeah, the flags will be up this weekend. I'm going to get those in inventory tomorrow. 
uh, and they they're beautiful. They're they they're really impressive looking. So Absolutely. you can actually come by the store and just look at it if you want to. Um, but no, um, thanks, Josh. I know you got to get back to it. Go uh, continue checking out DJ Lagway. We'll get a full report on that uh, coming up after the weekend as well. So looking forward to that. So uh, that'll do it. Uh, Sooners big on the recruiting trail, and as Josh has said. Uh, doesn't look like it's slowing down anytime soon. So thanks for listening. We'll be back again next week for another edition of the unofficial 40 podcast from Soonerscoop.com.